a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Let's lock in. This is Unrivaled. Yes! Yes! The teams you live for, the sports you love. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keurig, presented by G2G Bars on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Hey everybody, welcome on in. It's another edition of Unrivaled. It's a Friday. We are on the road. We are at the Mountain America Expo Center for the Salt Lake Outdoor and Recreation Expo. Scott's gotten the thing now where people come up and they go, you know what booth you got to go see? And so here we go. Every freaking break. Scott's going to be like, do I have some time to go over and see those guys? Do I have some time to go over and check out that shirt? Do I have some time to go check out that Jeep? Uh, the answer is wait till the end of the show, would you? This place is so awesome. It's a responsible it really party. I mean, you? Iceland X. You can go and explore Iceland. They have, like, you could go backcountry no. glaciers. and Well, all of Iceland's uh, backcountry. Come on. No, but they were talking about how you uh, can go when you're, you're high up in the, uh, you do a, one of these summer trips, and you do four, and you do four by four, you do four-wheeling, uh, like, through the night because the sun is up the entire right, time, yeah. right? And so you kind of do this four by four in the midnight sun. That's kind of what they've been uh, talking about over there. Just I watched, come down I watched here a bit of that. and it's check cool. this out. Seriously, if you're, if you're out and about, you've got to come down. This is so amazing. It grows every year. It just If you live in Utah, you want to get out and enjoy it, this is an awesome way to figure out how to go do it. And you can do it cheap or you can do it expensive, whatever, but just do it. Got to come down. Uh, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. This is where you can come uh, hang out here with us all the way till 6 o'clock. Got tons going on in the program. We're kicking off the hours we always do with the cut. So let's jump in here and we'll chat with our buddy Matt Bimonte. Let's do it. The other question. Undeniable, unrivaled, top sports story of the hour. Here's what made the cut. Ain't nothing like it. All right, the cut, as always, presented by G2G Bars. All natural ingredients, no preservatives, additive-free, preservative-free, like I always say. A protein bar that doesn't quit, a protein bar that tastes amazing. Found in the refrigerated section of your uh, associated foods, Costco, Holiday Oil, and Maverick. G2GBar.com. 
Matt Bamani. Matt Bamonte, of course, hosts Cougar Sports Saturday uh, on the weekends with Mitch Harper, our other BYU insider for KSLSports.com. What's going on, Matt? How are you guys doing? You having a good Friday? How are you doing? We're out, we're out and about, and that's all that matters. Like uh, we are at the coolest place in the world. Now. I don't have to hang out with just Scott, which is always good. You know, if it's is just it really though. It's mean, a cabin we fever. Have our days. No, we have fun times. I'm just saying, the cabin fever kind of it's a it's a real thing. Yeah. So when you can get out and uh, hang out at these things, it's a lot of fun. Uh, let's chat a little bit, uh, Matt, because you know BYU looking at spring football. This is kind of one of those interesting years that you know. Uh, it, spring football has become more important. It used to be kind of a, oh, yeah, we'll see what we got out here. And there certainly are going to be guys who are dealing with injury. Uh, you're going to have some guys who are out who have had surgery, and they're not going to be available till the fall. But then you have guys now who are two things, the transfer portal guys uh, or the early enrollees in January that are coming out of high school or transfers kind of overall. So you get guys who want to hit the ground running already and have been chomping at the bit since January I think that's more likely going to be the case going forward. Spring gets more important every year. Yeah, it, it does. This spring football is really important for BYU from a defensive perspective just because it, that's where the scheme's going to be installed. And, and yeah, there's guys missing. Uh, you're not going to have Ben Bywater. Uh, that, that's going to be a loss just from building continuity with the new scheme. But there's not a ton of interesting position battles. I think at receiver, you know who the names are. At running back, you know who the names are. Uh, it is a bummer that the newcomer, Aiden Robbins, he will not be participating. So that oh. opens the door for uh, Hinkley Ropati, uh, Miles Davis to maybe carve out a bigger role because Robbins is uh, not 100% healthy. And then the quarterback battle, it's not really a battle. I think we all know that Slovis is going to be the guy. What it is going to be interesting to watch, though, just because Slovis, Slovis hasn't been fully healthy and hasn't looked good the past couple of years, and I think that's where some of the concern from BYU fans comes from. Is like, why are these guys' numbers declining every year? So, but with Slovis, uh, all indications are that he's healthier than he's ever been. I, I got to see it because I'll never forget that first spring ball after Zach Wilson had went to the NFL. I think. I can only speak for myself, but I thought Jaron Hall was always going to win that job, but I needed to see it. Like, is he throwing the ball well? Is he healthy? Because he was coming off the injury. And from day one in spring ball with Jaron Hall, he was throwing a beautiful ball. It had a lot of zip, and you just felt like, okay, this dude is healthy. He looks great. That's what I want to see with Slovis. Like, is there is there good accuracy on his throws? Because Look, Scott knows this from his days playing spring ball, right, Scott? Like, there's not going to be any simulated pressure. It's, it's it's made to be easy. So when the conditions are good for a quarterback, I got to see accuracy. I got to see zip on those passes. And if, if those things are evident from Slovis, then that's a great indication that things are off to a good start. If it's wobbly, if the timing's not there, then maybe it opens the door for Finnegan or Retzlaff, who are chomping at the bit to, to beat out Slovis. But... Uh, it's spring ball is important, like you said, Alex. But unfortunately, I just don't know that there's a lot of juicy storylines this year in spring ball for BYU. Scott, did you you had spring football when you played football? Yeah, right? actually, spring football, the leather it, helmets and the spring football. Sure. Uh, <laughs> what, I'll tell you what, we had a spring game and it was an alumni game. And if you you wanted hey, to, 
if you want something interesting, that's what they're doing at BYU back, again. Back this year. in the day, no, like uh, oh, full, a legit, full on, oh, no, no, in really, that, oh yeah, it was, wow, it was awesome. Where did you have to loan your helmet to somebody? Oh no, 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 no. They have in the equipment room. They got extra equipment. Yeah, come on, man. You don't think you don't think BYU's equipment team could could deck out the guys who are coming for the alumni game? A lot of them have their own their own gear. I don't know. All these all these players just sell the stuff at the end of their career. So do you want to be given that away anyways? I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Well, that's weird that they sell. <laughs> Look, um, I want no, to to your point, like quarterbacks actually benefit from spring ball, and I think fall camp probably as much as anyone. Getting as li- live of possible reps as you can is, is such a good, and it's not the same as game situations, but it's pretty good. So, so that'll be good for Keaton Slovis to get a lot of reps, and, and I think he'll need them. Uh, I, I want to go a different route here. I, I have a different question. And we had Dave McCann on, uh, I believe it was yesterday, and he's a BYU homer, and you're a BYU homer. And I, I'm hey, curious. Hey. Yeah, it's part well, of the you deal. you are. I mean, it's, it's okay. I, you know, own, own it. it. Let's yeah, go. And you do own it. You're, you're amazing at it, right? So what I'm curious about is, is there in the Utah-BYU rivalry, is there this, like, you know, we, we have the better of everything because we kind of have our conference media rights deal done, and there looks like there's a lot of stability in the Big 12 right now, and uh, the Pac-12 is, is, you know, up in arms. Do, do you relish in the misery of your rivalry when their conference is kind of suffering? Absolutely, and that's what, made, that's what makes the rivalry so great, is that, that, you're, that BYU fans care about this and that Utah fans care about it too i mean it wouldn't be it wouldn't be one of the the um, america's great rivalries if it was like oh we you know we wish you guys would just get more money than us and everything's kumbaya no i I think everything that went down the first time around where where utah got in and boru didn't that's obviously been a a sore subject for boru fans for as long as it was a sore subject until boru got into the big 12 so now that Fortunes have turned a little bit to where the Big 12 appears to be more secure. Look, in realignment, things can change on a dime. But, uh, yeah, I I think it wouldn't wouldn't be – it it would diminish the rivalry if BOU fans did not take a victory lap a little bit on the the media rights thing. What's your – I want to get your thoughts, though, Scott, on – what the heck is going on? There's just random leaks coming all the time. Like, it just doesn't look good from the Pac-12's perspective on, Matt, what's, do you have, on uh, what's going on behind the Matt, scenes. Matt, do you have Ion TV as part of your uh, subscriptions? <laughs> I've never you heard of it, You might, you might be you. in luck. Neither have I, and that's where it looks like the Pac-12 is headed. That's all you need to know. <laughs> it's, it doesn't look good. I just remember, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but it, it was a very important person. Uh, a tied to the University of Utah. Somebody that, huge. That said, we want to basically make BYU irrelevant. Like, like we I were, believe they're it. They, and so they knew when BYU wasn't invited to a Power 5 conference, they went independent. There was a serious 
strategy and push to try to basically just like ending the BYU Utah rivalry game, the whole thing. They were, they were, they were trying to uh, uh, just minimize that or make it go away. And, right. And I just find it, you know, because it does. It ebbs and flows all the time. And there was certainly with the, with with the. <laughs> We're getting inundated with beef jerky. Right like, now. why does everybody? Everybody goes. I heard you like beef jerky. They just drop it all off to back up the truck. It's and insane. It all over right it's right good. Oh, it's but good. yeah, there, there's. And I was just curious about that because I heard it a little, a little twinge of it with the, uh, with McCann. And I'm just curious, you know, because because oh, absolutely, you know, be, it's you know, uh, Utah fans, fans are, are just, celebrating right now. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Uh, if, if you see all this stuff, Matt, and you, I mean, like from, from the perspective of somebody who. We just want to like make sure that the best football is on the pro- you know the product is, is is as good as it can be. Like I, I don't know how much all this stuff actually adds to, or I mean, or takes away even from the direction of college football, which just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I know people freak out a little bit about it, uh, about like, oh, what's the Pac-12 going to look like? What's the Big Ten, ga- Big Twelve going to look like? I know there are a lot of BYU fans who are like, I don't want an invite uh, for Utah and Colorado and the Arizona schools to get there. But for me, I just look at it and go. Absolutely, this is a game of risk. You've got to tear out pieces of, uh, of territory. Would you be interested in that type of a of a sixteen team, you know, uh, conference in the next couple of years, making those invites, or, or you know, that Brett Yormark might be looking to expand kind of wherever he can? Oh yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely be interested. But and, and this is why the Oregon and Washington thing doesn't make a lot of sense to me is the new Big 12 has 12 members who are committed to each other and want to build a great league. I think the original members of the Big 12, so not, not BYU, not, not the new four, I think that they got sick of Texas and Oklahoma wanting all these concessions and being difficult. And I would, I, I think Brett Yormark's made it clear, the Big 12 commissioner, that they would love to expand. They want to be in every time zone because that creates value from just a an opportunity to have games from start to finish all day long on whatever networks they have deals with, which is Fox and ESPN for now. So 16 makes sense if you're bringing in four teams that are committed and aren't going to have a wandering eye to the Big Ten. And so if that's Utah and Colorado and the Arizona schools, that would be great. It's a no-brainer for the Big 12. I do get a little concerned on the Colorado and Utah side of things because we know that Utah would love to be a part of the Big Ten. And Colorado's already left the conference before to go to the Pac-12. Arizona's, I think, could be interesting from a standpoint of they were in the shadow of USC and UCLA for a long time. And maybe they could see the Big 12 as an opportunity to be the top dogs in a, in a power league. So it's, it is interesting how it's all going to shake out. But the Big 12 does need to be careful in that. If you're going to bring people in, they got to be committed. There can't be this, you know, like, it's hard to know what's fact and what's not. But you've seen reports that Oregon and Washington, they've reached out, but they want to be, you know, they want to get out of the grant of rights if the Big 10 comes. Like, okay, if that's, if that's how it's going to be, I'm not interested because right. we got to protect what we have. Because if you're opening the door for teams to leave and, and go here and there, then you could be in a situation that the Pac-12 is in currently. So I'm totally interested in bringing on teams from the on the Pac-12 if it crumbles, but it's got to be the right teams. And I think what's best for college football, though, is that the Pac-12 stays a conference. And, and maybe they add San Diego State and SMU. I don't know who, but 
I would love some regionality still in college football. And if the Pac-12 splinters and you've got Oregon State playing UCF, it's just crazy. So I think it's best for college football that the Pac-12 figures this out and makes the presidents happy with a good deal. And that that's what I'm rooting for. But for sure, the Big 12, if you go to 16, that's what the SEC and Big 10 have. If you're the 13 no, well, to get the, to 16, the, right. yeah, there's the, stability the, uh, there. The, the news I heard was that the Pac-12 was really going to make a big push for BYU. <laughs> yeah, right. They're coming, they're coming that after That would you, never man. happen. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah, but listen. I'm just kidding. The, Everyone out the, there, it's a the, joke. The part, the part of it that's interesting is, you know, it, it's the most, for, for how wild it is, it's the most stable BYU has felt in a long, long, yeah. long time. Even though, you know, Ever. I was reading an article today. Uh, yeah, I was reading an article today about how uh, much – revenue increased during that independence era and it was it was the move they needed to make at that moment and i know everybody poo-pooed independence for a long time it started really actually getting pretty darn good uh you know kind of toward the end there the last like five or six years were really difficult schedules really fun schedules and the money started to pay off a lot more and even then you're talking about a third of what you're going to be bringing in by just just by virtue of joining, uh, you know, the Big Twelve, you're going to to see so much more increase in what BYU was getting revenue wise. It's just a, a massive thing. Plus, the time zone thing, no one cares anymore, Matt. Like people are going, oh yeah, what, how would that be to have Oregon State and and uh, UCF in the same division? It's like, well, or UCF is in the same division as uh, as BYU. That's insane enough too. Or West Virginia and BYU are in the same freaking uh, you know conference. That's wild. No one cares anymore. No one cares about your travel stuff. No one cares. Like, the cost is going to go through the roof. Do you notice any of these guys batting an eye about it? They're only worried that these athletes are going to get totally burned out. But even then, it's just the new norm. You've got to travel a ton if you're going to be in the new college football kind of uh, lined-up conferences across the country. Look, and what happened? That's why the big. That's why the big. That's why the Big Twelve is in a good spot, though, because they have that line. Your line of thinking, right. Alex. They don't care. Yeah. They they expanded, what? and they're they're stable. Go ahead, Scott. What do you got? Uh, I'm just curious about well, the combines coming up next week, and uh, Jaron Hall is, uh, I guess, a participant. What What do you know about his status, and what does the combine mean to him? He's good to go, and the combine is everything for him because the Senior Bowl week did not go according to plan. Uh, mixed results and then didn't get a play in the game. And so the combine, I really hate the combine. I think it's ridiculous that so much stock is put on the combine, but it's huge. And Jaron Hall, he's going to run a fast time. Like, he, he could be – he could legitimately be sub 4-5, which would be – that would be eye-popping – to NFL scouts that this dude can throw the football as accurately and as strongly as he can and run a four or five. So pro day and combine for Jaron Hall are going to be absolutely massive. And he's got the, he's got the skill set. He's got the physique to put up eye popping numbers and really enhance his stock. We didn't see his stock from, from NFL circles move a whole lot from the senior bowl. And the Senior Bowl has moved people's stock from time to time, but really it's the Pro Day and specifically the Combine where people really start to take off. That was where Zach Wilson just exploded, that Pro Day throw and, oh, this is the arm strength, it's crazy. I'm not saying that Jaron Hall is going to rise like that, but he has the physical makeup to really open some eyes without the pads on and not playing real football. So they are. if he puts up good numbers – 
his stock's going to increase. Like it's, it's huge. This is uh, this will be the most important job interview he's ever, he's ever had because he can he can make millions of dollars here. I I can uh, I, I got invited to the combine and I can take a plus one. Uh, if you're interested, Matt. Matt you yeah, you Matt, you want to go? Said you didn't really like the no, combine. But hey, but, no, look, look. Matt. It's a, it's a, it's like a quarterback suite. It's like a legends quarterback. Like former quarterbacks will be hanging out in there, and you. I think that we should give this Sign away. As a, I'll, I'll go. Yeah, I, I'm not going to enjoy watching people run the 40 yard dash for a week. But if, yes, if I want to mix it up with NFL quarterbacks, sign me up. Yeah, you'd actually probably be like, I do actually want to see the. Uh, I, I want to see the 40s. If you're there in person, you'll watch them all. So. Uh, that's just part of it. Okay. Uh, Matt, thanks for hanging out. Cougar Sports Saturday tomorrow. What are you guys doing? Hey, guess what we have going on tomorrow? I think you if you've never listened, tomorrow's the day. Our guy, Brett McMurphy, who started the go. Ion Rumors, he's coming on <laughs> <TV> <laughs> Saturday. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say he started the Ion Network. I'm like, wait a minute. He's like, I'm going to start my own TV network and make an offer to the Pac 12 this week and be a part of this uh, bidding code. So, Brett McMurphy from uh, Stadium, right? He's going to, he's going to, He's going to hook you guys up with all the insider info on whether or not the Pac-12 is going to dissolve. Yeah, basically. So uh, after tomorrow's interview on Cougar Sports Saturday, uh, we'll know what's happening. Probably not. I got to tune in for that. It'll one. be fun to have. It'll it'll be fun to have Brett on to talk about that, and then just getting ready for spring football. You know, football is twenty four seven, three sixty five the, uh, these these days. It's fun to talk football. Absolutely. All right, Matt. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Yeah. Have a great weekend, you guys. Take care. There Thanks, you go. Matt. There's Matt by Monty. It's 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor, Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.